if you see somebody who is depending on your support as their leader and you see that they're struggling or you see that they're failing in some way, shape or form, I think we have to start with ourselves and we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and we have to say, like, all right, so did I prepare this person for this role? Did I do a good job of bringing them onto the understanding of what this role entailed and all the pressures that were probably going to come down the pike? Did they have the proper background before I placed them in that yep. role? Yep. So did I do due diligence? as a leader mm -hmm. in terms of preparation for this person and how much of this am I responsible for? You're listening to the Lippert Academy for Leadership podcast, a show where we invite leaders to have courageous conversations about the journey of leadership, work, and culture. Let's go. Well, welcome to another edition of the Lippert Academy for Leadership podcast. My guest today, Edgar Cabello, I just love talking with this guy. <laughs> Thanks, uh, he's Trace. got a lot of insights. So uh, I want to get him back on because he and I have been having a dialogue that I thought was valuable to have uh, in this format so that other leaders can can learn from it, interact with it, disagree with it. That's totally fine. But we can at least get a dialogue going because I think the conversation we're going to have today is on a really important topic and we're all guilty of doing it. And it's not necessarily a bad thing to, to do. We just have to make sure that we um, do it correctly. And that's our tendency as leaders and as human beings uh, to make assumptions. We make assumptions about a lot of things. We make assumptions when a team wins. We make assumptions about why the team won. Uh, when a leader or a team loses, we make a lot of assumptions about why the team lost or why we're losing. Now, leaders oftentimes, uh, they tend to trust their instincts. They tend to trust their gut. And that's a good thing because we're gifted with that for a reason. Oftentimes, our gut or our instincts are forged through experience. So they kind of inform how we feel about something. And oftentimes, we might look at a, a situation, a leader or a team, and our assumptions might actually be correct. But that doesn't mean that um, we should just make assumptions and just let those stand on their own and let, and have them drive our decision making, right? So um, there's any number of ways in which assumptions as a leader and as a human being can set you up for failure long term. Um, so I just wanted to bring Edgar in and kind of keep this dialogue going that we've been having on this podcast. So I'm just going to kick it off. Edgar, when you hear about that, that concept of assumptions in, and how they might serve a leader well or not serve a leader or team well, uh, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I, I love all the sports metaphors, man. I could talk about stuff like that all day long. <laughs> so, you know, you talk about just like in a ball game. So, you know, just say basketball, somebody, they, they clanked the last shot, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just, they had an opportunity, they were clear. There's, it's a shot that they hit probably, you know, eight out of 10 times normally, but they just, it just bounces off the rim and game over, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's easy to point your finger at that person and say like, he blew it. He lost it, man. It was right there. He, yeah. We had it in hand. Yeah. But we don't talk about all the turnovers in the second quarter. Right. Right. <laughs> and we don't talk about like this guy that fouled out like ridiculously, you know, yeah. with, with three minutes to go in the third quarter. Yeah. That puts your team, that also puts your team in, in jeopardy. So it's easy to look in that moment and say like, he's the guy. Mm -hmm. So... I would say this, assumption and intuition are mm. cousins, mm. okay? Yeah. Um, I would say assumption is a product is a product of judgment, mm. whereas intuition, let's let's just say it's a healthy thing. Yeah. Whereas intuition is kind of like, it's, it's a sum total of our experiences, mm -hmm. what we're good at, how we see the world, where our successes have been, and probably our fail, failures have figured into that as well. Yeah. But let's just say intuition is healthy and assumption is not. Mm -hmm. So I think oftentimes what we have a tendency to do is we, we, we make these quick judgment, judgments because honestly, sometimes we actually get it right. Yeah. And so we we prove ourselves right 
probably more than we challenge ourselves, yeah. you know, when we don't yeah. get it right. But we remember those things and we trust those things and we might even call assumption intuition. So I think they're very close cousins, actually. Mm. I, I think what we have a tendency to do, what I have a tendency to do is if if somebody comes off a certain way with, with me, I, it's easy for me to write them off, man. Mm. You know, like it's easy for me to have a judgment against somebody because of something I'm not seeing in the moment. And oftentimes you're not necessarily looking at their whole body of work. Yeah. So I'll, I'll start there. And and I, without rambling on too much, I, I there's a lot to say about this, but I'd love to dive into the leadership aspect of it too. Yeah, I've seen, you know, let's say a team wins, um, whether it's a professional sports team or even if it's a, a team at our business, a team wins. Um, the key understanding for any leader when you win is to really understand why. Because you want to replicate that, right? You want to replicate winning. Um, so understanding why, um, there's a process to that. And any number of people or leaders might assume they know why. Right? Well, it's because this leader was just phenomenal. When in fact, it actually might've just been the team carrying the load. Maybe the leader didn't do that well in that circumstance, right? Or I've also seen when a, a, a team fails, like you just said, we can make any number of assumptions as to why that was because we don't want to replicate that, right? We want to correct that outcome. But if we're not if we're not accurate in our assessment as to why and we're relying on our assumptions, then it's then it's a gamble, right? Whether or not we correct that behavior or that course for the future or whether we replicate that winning behavior in the future as well. Our ability to not simply just rely on assumptions. Yes, intuition. I like that you drew a distinction there. Um, intuition is a great thing and we should lean on it. But I think a leader, it's okay to make assumptions, but to then spend time either validating or invalidating them, right? Before you let it drive your decision-making. Because if you're, not, if you're not figuring out how to validate your assumptions or invalidate them, then again, you're just gambling on your success or lack of success for, the, for yourself and the team in the future. Sure. Yeah? Yeah, so, you know, in, in terms of leadership then, Trace, what what we see is when we see le leaders, let's just say they're failing, mm -hmm. okay, like they're, or they're struggling, whatever, you know, or it could be somewhere on that spectrum. I, I, I strongly believe in the this principle that I would just call the man in the mirror, mm -hmm. you know, or the woman in the mirror principle, where if, if you see somebody who who is depending on your support as their leader and you see that they're struggling or you see that they're failing in some way, shape or form, I think we have to start with ourselves and we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and we have to say like, all right, so did I prepare this person for this role? Did I do a good job of bringing them onto the understanding of what this role entailed and all the pressures that were probably going to come down the pike? Did they have the proper background before I placed them in that yep. role? Yep. So did I do due diligence as a leader mm -hmm. and uh, um, in terms of preparation for this person and how much of this am I responsible for? Yeah. And, and I think that's good leadership. Yep. When we look at, let's call it the mess that we've made. Yeah. <laughs> and it's easier to say, no, that's the, that's the mess that you guys have made. Uh -huh. And we don't look at ourselves in the mirror and say like, no, 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 this is my mess. I can own it. And I hear people say that all the time, but I don't know if they really are. Yeah. So I can own it, but I think owning it starts when you look at yourself in the mirror and say like, okay, what was my part in creating the mess that we're in and causing the struggle that my leaders are experiencing right now? Spot on. There's this, uh, there's this concept, it's a psychological concept, and it's really important for any leader listening to this to really wrap our head around this. It's called the false attribution error, and everybody's guilty of it. Basically, I'm going to kind of word it in layman's terms, basically because I'm a layman and that's all I can do. 
Um, so the false attribution error is this. So if I look at you, Edgar, and you failed, you've messed up, my tendency then is to attribute that failure falsely, um, attribute that failure to you, your lack of competency or your lack of character. It's an Edgar problem. If I fail, my tendency then is to view it as a product of the circumstances, the hand I was dealt, rather than just me. Like maybe I messed up, maybe I was bad. We tend not to do that for ourselves. We'll say, well, it's because of the circumstances. Uh, it's because of the environment. It's because I was dealt a bad hand. So what's interesting is, is about how we function as human beings. We tend to, to your credit, to your point, to um, blame others for their mistakes and then blame the circumstances for our own. And so we're all guilty of it, especially leaders. So to your point, what I really like is you got to look at the mirror. Yeah. In fact, maybe do the opposite, right? Which if somebody else messes up, maybe, maybe think first, what circumstances were they in? What hand were they dealt? Maybe it was a question of competency, but yeah, what, what circumstance did I put them in possibly? And then for yourself to not just immediately blame things on the circumstances, but start to first critique, what could I have done better? Where did I mess up? Regardless of circumstances, where could I have been better? I love your approach to that because I think that's what a healthy leader does. And then when people see the leader doing that, like when there's a mistake made, or even when you win and succeed, regardless of what it is, your tendency to self-evaluate first. And when your your team sees you do that, I think they'll start to adopt that same habit and behavior. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, and I, and I would say at some level, the remedy for, for false attribution is empathy. Yep. Is to really understand what that person is. So uh, oftentimes if you're leading a team, you are in a role like the people that you're leading once upon a time, right? Yep. So, you know, if you're at a, if, if you're the president of the company, um, you probably understand what it what it was to be a, the director mm -hmm. of one of the teams in that company at some point in, in in your time and in your experience. So, so to be able to kind of look at that and step into that role again yeah. and say like, gosh, it was you know what it was a lot like that for me. And actually, I made some of those same errors mm -hmm. during that time. Like my role now as the leader is to coach and to support yeah. and to encourage and to help as opposed to blame. And yep. so I think when we can live in that space of empathy, it helps us get there with our teams even faster because yep. they feel like they have an ally and a support um, and an encouraging friend in us yep. more than they have somebody who's sitting back and waiting for them to make a mistake. It's a good insight. And even on the flip side of that, what I've seen a lot of leaders do is let's say they've got somebody on their team that they've been there before as the leader. They were on that team, just like you said, and now they're in the leadership role. So they've lived through a lot of what that team has experienced. And they might see an individual on that team struggling with something that when the leader was in that role, they experienced and maybe wasn't a struggle for them. So then they look at that person and think, oh, they're just not competent That's right. because they got to be able to do that well because I did that. Well, again, assumption, you are a different person than that person is. You have different strengths than that person has. Now, yeah, sure, there's some baseline competencies that a person might need to have in a role, but what's going to be your part in coaching them because their strengths might nat not naturally lend themselves to it like yours did when you functioned there. So how exactly to your point, how are you coaching them? How are yeah. you helping them get there Absolutely. rather than just making a blanket assessment like, yeah, they're bad. Yeah. They're not going to be good. I don't know if they're going to fit on the team. Well, what are you doing to help get them there? What are you doing to coach them? Exactly. And a lot of that, a lot of that groundwork and, and the heavy lifting of that happens, happens on the front end, right? So it's, it's the, the diligence that we put into putting the right people in the right places. Oftentimes we talk about that with the team you have in place and that's legitimate. But I think 
oftentimes we we hurry through some mm-hmm. of the preparatory yep. processes, um, like hiring, like vetting, um, like even some of the background checking that yeah. goes into it. I mean, I've I've made hires in in my career in the past that I really regret. You mm-hmm. know, honestly, probably some of the what I would say of myself, some of the dumbest mistakes I've made in the past have been the people that I trusted and hired onto my team. Mm-hmm. And I found out later on that wasn't good. And and then there were others where I was just like, I think I missed it with that person because that guy turned out to be an excellent leader. And I I had an opportunity to join forces with that person. And I, and I passed on that one mm-hmm. instead of this one. And I would say for myself, it was a lack of um, due diligence on the front end to make sure that I had covered all of my bases in order to hire the best ally for what I was trying to accomplish at the time. Yeah. So I think a lot of that happens in the preparatory mode trace where, and then it's easy to look at it on the on the flip side of it and just say like, well, they just can't do the job. Again, yeah. man in the mirror, right? Yep. What did I do to make this a reality? I think we have to start there. That's really well said. Any kind of closing comments or thoughts or advice that you would give to leaders uh, t- uh, when it comes to making assumptions or to leaning too heavily on some assumptions without validating? Any kind of final closing thoughts, advice, coaching you'd give to leaders listening to yeah, this? Yeah, a lot of it has to do with, you know, it, it, within our own orbit, you know, it, with what makes me, you know, who I am and, and think the way that I do, I, I have some built-in, you know, I do have some built-in assumptions and, and judgments that that I'm responsible for at some and others that are kind of innate that have kind of I've picked up along the way, so to speak. And so if I can understand that about myself and say like, you know what, that kind of commu- communication style doesn't, doesn't actually jibe with me. I don't like a person who, who is that hyped up but like, am I really listening to the content? Like, is there something in there for me? So I think we can quickly go there and and not give somebody a chance um, to earn whatever it is, whether it's attention, whether it's respect, um, something that that we offer to them uh, because we've made a, a, a snap decision and a first impression that might be a little bit faulty. I think we have to ask ourselves, you know, am I really listening? Am I really tuned in to what matters here? Or am I falling prey to my own assumptions and judgments? It's really well said. Yep. Assumptions, they're not bad, really, but it's what you do with them. It's how you handle them. Uh, look first at yourself. Look in the mirror. Um, give people the benefit of the ba- doubt. Choose to trust. Trust but validate. Yeah. Really good stuff, Edgar. Really appreciate you joining and contributing to the conversation. Thanks, appreciate it. So leaders, uh, take take something from this and choose to take a step. What assumptions might you be making about some of the people on your team or some of the circumstances that the team is facing or some of the realities that your business is facing? What assumptions might you need to validate or invalidate? So go ahead and take a step today with intentionality and uh, have a great rest of your week. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong solely to the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the view or mission of Lippert Components Inc. Thanks to Eternity Bro for our theme music and to Michael Yoder and the amazing team over at Truthwork Media. Thanks for listening.